0: You're listening to the Girls on the Grid podcast with Tanea and Priya. Jess, Bell, welcome to the Girls on the Grid podcast. Thanks
1: for having me. It's great to be here.
0: No worries. Very, very keen for this chat. Uh, We have quite a lot to talk about. We've got a bit of a family connection. Uh, Our dads know each other quite well. Your dad, Graham, uh, is founder of the BMW E30 series, which is really cool. It's special because it's a bit of a family thing for you. Whole family is involved in the BMW E30 series, not just yourself, um, your brother, also your dad. Um, so tell us a bit about those those early days and how you kind of developed your own interest in the sport and then to eventually deciding to go racing yourself.
1: Yeah. So for me, I think it's a bit of a funny one. My, um, my parents separated when I was quite young. And so for us one of the ways of spending time with dad was always going to the racetrack so that's where it all began when i was you know single digits you know barely knee high nearly um and then from there i kind of I, I don't know i don't know if i i didn't like it too much at the start but it was like a we did it because that's what that's how we saw dad that's how we spent time with dad and then from there he kind of just um he gave me a camera to keep me occupied, I think. <laughs> it was a good good way to keep me occupied. And then from there, as soon as I was tall enough to see over the steering wheel, I was in a car learning how to drive.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. Did you ever do karting or anything or was it just straight into the big car?
1: No, straight into big cars. So I think my karting experience is completely limited to Port Melbourne, go-kart track, in the in- inside one there for uh, social events.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So how long did it kind of, like how old were you? How long did it take to go from kind of just testing to then actually getting out and having a crack? Yeah, gee, uh,
1: it must have been a couple of years of doing, you know, club come and try days and driver training days, that kind of thing, doing this, this the old skid pan days at Decker Shepherd and back when we used to go there and have a bit of fun. And uh, from there it was, I would have been maybe, 14, maybe 15 when I started, started having a go of proper on track stuff. So, you know, sprint days here and there and all that sort of stuff. And then from there, I think I was about 18 when I did my first full year of sprint championship, um, must've been around then and then just started doing sprints. And then from there we went to, we went racing once dad decided that I guess that he thought I was ready to actually have my own race car and go racing.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned that before you drove your own car, um, you raced in both your brother's cars and you won the BMW Club Championship.
1: Yeah, so uh, before before Dad thought I was ready to go racing in my own car, I, I used to jump between my brother's two race cars and do sprints in that in the BMW Club Championship. So we'd go everywhere from Calder, uh, uh, Sandown, Phillip Island, I think one one of the rounds also took us to Sydney Motorsport Park for the BMW Club Nationals one year. Um, And, yeah, I won two years in a row and then it was time to actually get serious about it.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So we'll go back a little bit because at the start you mentioned your dad handed you a camera to keep you occupied and I find that really funny because that's the exact same (laughs) way that I got into it, exactly the same. It was all right, you can make some videos this weekend. Uh, it'll keep you from from being bored, keep you out and of then trouble. it's led to, yeah, pretty much, and it's led to this whole thing. But yeah, that's really cool. So you actually did go on to start up your own photography business and do fairly well. So yeah, tell us a bit about how you got into it, and then all of the cool things that you went on to do.
1: Yeah, so uh, I, it was about twenty ten. I started my own photography business, Images Photography which mainly was just state level racing, um, going and enjoying that. From there, it grew to a crazy interest in drifting. And then I spent, I think there was a few years in a row there where I was pretty much away for about 40 weeks of the year, either drifting or state level events, all that kind of stuff, just taking photos. And I got, got to do all kinds of cool stuff. Like, um, we well, remember when Top Gear Festival was here in Sydney at Sydney Motorsport Park, excuse I don't remember how many years ago that was now. Um, things like that. I've done World Time Attack. I used to travel around with uh, Australian Drifting Grand Prix. Uh, I have done a few supercars events as well. Um, bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Are you still doing it now? Not so much now. I've sort of started to get back into it in the last 12 months or so. I thought of when I got serious about my law studies, something had to give. So a lot of my photography kind of fell away there. And then um, now that Law studies are finished. I'm admitted and working full time. It's time to get back behind the lens and have a bit more fun.
0: Yeah, very good. I'd love to hear that. And so, yeah, when did you start studying law? Geez,
1: for me, it, it was quite a long journey in law I, because I was working full time. So I decided to start studying part time. So I think my first year of study was, I think it was about 2014 uh, was when it all started. And then I had a few years off in the middle there for travel and all that sort of stuff all my all my chosen holidays seem to fall on exam time so I took a couple of years off and then kind of got serious about it in the last four or five years and knuckled down dropped to the double degree just to the single and um, finally made it through.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah great so when that kind of all started did that initially put a stop to the racing?
1: yeah sort of sort of, yeah, because it was just trying to juggle so many things, um, trying to stay on top of the car club commitments with the magazine and stuff that that I do as well, on top of work, on top of study. Unfortunately, I couldn't spend a lot of time racing, and, as you know, racing is expensive, so something's also got to pay for it as well. So it was just a case of trying to work out the best way to get through it, race where I could get on track and have a bit of fun at you know club days or that kind of thing where I could and then some somehow make it to the end and have more fun racing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and so what you're doing now is really cool you get to you've got some motorsport clients uh involved which is really cool so yeah what's what's that like for you kind of getting to combine the passion there
1: yeah so i mean it's a bit of a i feel like it's a bit of a crazy story for me you know about six eight months ago i um i met my current boss Sven from um kayla's kenny intellects at the racetrack (laughs) of all places i guess we would had mutual (laughs) friends that knew us both and were like oh you know you've got it you've got to meet this person and i i'd had a mutual friend of ours saying that to me for about six months. And I was just like, oh, yeah, righto." Like, got to meet this person, you know, as you do, I think. (laughs) Um, And then we finally met at Sandown, one of the Vic state rounds last year. And he said he just said to me, well, what is it that I can do to help you? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just nice to meet you. It's like it's really cool to meet somebody who gets to play in the motorsport world and mix work together and do all of those things. Because for me, that's always been the end goal. Um, and he just said well how about you come have a coffee with me so I was like okay so organized a coffee a month or so later and then he said to me I've been thinking about how I can help you and he said you can either come work for me or you can do it the hard way and not work for me (laughs) and so I was like "Well, yeah um, yeah that makes sense and so I guess the rest is history and now i get to work as a commercial lawyer so we have quite a broad broad range of clients everything from you know um just business transactions to intellectual property advice all that kind of stuff uh to working in motorsport you know there's so many things that the motorsport world requires when it comes to law whether it's just sponsorship agreements or even you know the sale sale of Teams or businesses, all that kind of thing, anything that goes on behind the scenes, requ- can potentially require legal assistance. So, get to meet a lot of motorsport clients, and um, yeah, it's just a bit of a bit of a dream come true for me, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was always the goal for you was to bit to have that motorsport involvement in in doing law as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't really know what
1: that looked like but i kind of always just thought to myself like wouldn't it be cool to do what you're passionate about and combine that with work and, and i didn't really know how that was supposed to look or what how i would even go about that i just thought wouldn't it be cool um so it just and and, and i guess my motorsport law itself is probably not like a type of law um but working in sports law as a broader uh i guess a broader area
0: um yeah it's just been really cool if you can give us one what's an example of of when someone might need someone in in motorsport might need a lawyer
1: well i guess if you look at it from a driver perspective drivers usually uh so not maybe not so much at a grassroots level but certainly at a high level think supercars or even beyond that formula formula 2 formula 3 we've got clients that are overseas racing um that need driver agreements reviewed to make sure that what they're needing out of a relationship with a team or with a sponsor is being protected Um, or you might think of it from a team perspective there's usually lots of sponsorships that they might have with suppliers or or even general team sponsors or there might be sponsors linked to drivers uh, all that kind of stuff Um, general supply agreements you might have or even just if you're going to sell your team or you want general advice on uh, regulations is a good one. We deal with lots of clients who need advice on even things like, um, you know, uh, technical regulations for certain. Obviously, as you would know, lots of categories have tech regs. They differ um, everything from just a, a smaller category itself up to uh, something like Speedway. Um there's all sorts of regulations that you need to follow. So we can advise clients on those.
0: That's really cool. And so it, you've been involved in motorsport in, in a lot of different ways. And some of those being working as an official and also running track days. Is that something that, that you still do? or
1: Yeah. maybe not in the same capacity that I used to. I used to assist a lot with um, the BMW car club. Um, so my dad, uh, is the motorsport captain for and the motorsport coordinator for was for the BMW Car Cup of Victoria, but now the BMW Drivers Club Melbourne, and so that requires you know all of the background. It taking everything from taking entries to organizing permits with Motorsport Australia, to um, you know booking tracks, all that kind of stuff, right up into up to on the day doing briefings, um, flagging uh, anything that you can think of really that goes into running an event.
0: And so we'll get into now just some of the other stuff you're involved in, which is, as you mentioned before, um, how have I written this? I've got such a long list. It's really good. So yeah, you're, you're very involved with the BMW brand and having been an editor of BMW Car Club's quarterly magazine, currently an editor of BMW Drivers Club, Melbourne's annual magazine. Is yeah, that right?
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I drive. <laughs> yeah. And we we do get this um, magazine at home as well, so I'll have to have a look. (laughs) You'll have the next one in your mailbox probably next week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, great. Awesome. I'll keep an eye out for it. So how has this been for you recently? It sounds like it's a big job and you're fairly involved (laughs) with it all. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, the magazine stuff is... It's huge. Um the the annual magazine in particular, it's it's a hundred page magazine that we produce every year and it's everything from receiving articles from members because our, our whole aim with that magazine is to produce member content. Um and and sort of to have everything locally produced. So we're not uh, we're not getting, say, articles from BMW Press and things like that, and including them. It's all about what the club gets up to and stories on members and what they get up to and their their cars. Lots of um, lots of members write about, you know, their builds, for example. Um, then we also do reviews on cars as well. So one of the things that I get to do is that, luckily, um, thanks to some some of our partner dealers, we get to take brand new BMWs for a drive, take some photos and have a bit of fun and do a review, which is probably one of my favourite parts.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. And then just on top of that, now president of E30 Racing. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, what does that entail? And I'd love to know,
1: yeah, how do you balance this all out? <laughs> uh, I just, Somehow, I mean, I, some days I think I must have like 30 hours in a day. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I don't know that, that, the E30 committee, I think I just fell onto it a few years ago, keen to help out. Um, I'm obviously with my dad founding E30 racing, it's been, you know, a lot of the guys that we race with and a lot of the girls that we race with have, for me, watched me grow up. So we were actually, we're at Winton on the weekend and we were joking about, uh, one of the guy's kids who's now 18. And we're like, what do you mean? She's got a license. Like, since when is she old enough to drive a car? And then they they were telling me, you know, we remember when you were you were that young too, and like before you you could even sit in the car and see over the steering wheel. So for me, wow. being a part of E30 Racing has just I mean, it's one big family for us. And so when the opportunity came to join the committee and be part of, you know, the organization and making things happen for other members and, and encouraging other members to come along and race with us because I think it's it's the perfect category to go racing and um, enjoy at a grassroots level and so being able to do that and then I somehow landed myself in the president's role and you know for me it's about showcasing the category of what we can do being able to provide support to our members um, you know trying to bring fun events you know we try and do a little bit of social stuff as well we're in the racetrack so we usually try and catch up uh have dinner together it's not just about going racing and going home it's about creating a really cool vibe that we can all enjoy together and have a bit of fun
0: yeah i think it's so cool how involved you are and especially when you're that passionate about it that's that's really good and I can't imagine it would keep you insanely busy, though. Like you said, 30 hours in a day. <laughs> but I, I guess what does kind of an average day look like for you?
1: Uh, oh, gee, I think is kind of different. It depends what's going on at the time. Like lately for me, it's very much been, you know, the, the usual work day, coming home and working on the magazine, which was just crazy that, you know, putting all that together, um, trying to get everything in and meet all the deadlines so we can release it actually this weekend at our uh, our birthday dinner um so there's that between that and then obviously getting to the racetrack and just trying to split your time between the right things and i mean i'm pretty big on uh to-do lists and ticking things off so i try and keep Me on top of that <laughs> try, try and be as organized as possible so that when when i need to you know, when I need to get things done, it's not too bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool um, how involved your family is as well. And uh, you mentioned your brother; your brothers are involved as well. Are they? Are they still kind of in and around the the BMW brand? Or
1: yeah, definitely. My oldest brother Sean. He um, he basically manages the performance division at Southern BM, so he's still dealing with performance cars all day, every day, um, which is I mean i think it's pretty cool he probably just thinks it's normal life <laughs> um and my my other brother chris he uh he's actually a race engineer for uh the all-american Driver and trans am benny grice um Hi. so he and does all sor- sorts of things with excels to to 86s to a bit of everything really is it's quite amazing
0: <laughs> oh yeah i can relate to that as well, might it just seems like everyone in my family is, <laughs> is there somehow, but yeah, that's it's really good. So we'll get into your uh, racing now. Yeah. So unfortunately, few setbacks uh, with COVID and then a, a bad crash. But what what are your plans from here? Yeah. So
1: I guess from here the plan is to finish building my race car. So we took a while to decide whether we fix my race car after I rolled it um, about 18 months ago, I rolled it at Sandown. So uh, it was it's a case of, do we fix it? Do we build a new one? What does that look like? We made a last minute decision. We'd sent it off to get repaired and then made a last minute decision that we would actually rebuild in the end. So the moment I'm driving my brother Chris's race car um, in the E30 series, and then from here, we'll finish hopefully finish building my car this year, well, in the next few months. And then I can jump back into my car and have a full crack at the championship.
0: Yep, yeah, great. And so, can can you tell us what happened uh, in the crash at Sandown? Yeah, so I think I was just in the heat of
1: a, in the heat of a battle, and uh, my I think my brothers and my dad will tell me I was spending too much time looking in my mirrors. So lesson learned, um, and just went into turn one a little bit too hot, got sideways, and managed to hit the ripple strip basically at the perfectly wrong angle and it just it sent me over three times I rolled, landed on my feet but uh, I was fine but the car not so much.
0: <laughs> oh, thank God you were okay though but yeah that that sucks especially when you know you've got your own car. so, um, yeah, what races do you have coming up as of this stage?
1: Um, so we actually just had round two on the weekend at Winton. So uh, next round is Phillip Island in I think it's about three weeks. Uh, then after that, we're off to Tayland Bend, which will be my first my first go at Tayland Bend, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and then from there later in the year, we've got Sandown back to I think both Phillip Island and Winton as well, which would be really fun. Super exciting.
0: And so what are your long-term goals from here in motorsport?
1: I mean, I think for me, uh, I'd love to see my name on the Perpetual E30 trophy because my dad and my brothers are both on it, I think, several times too. So I've got a bit of of a name to live up to, I think. Um, But I just, you know, for me, it's just, it's not so much about, you know, I guess, trying to um, necessarily go anywhere with it. Uh, You know, I'm not out here trying to be a supercars driver or anything like that. I just I love racing in the series that we race in. Um, I've got a lot more that I want to learn. I want to improve. And yeah, hopefully I can be as competitive as the other guys and and get some get some wins and hopefully some more podiums under my belt and get get a bit further up there in the championship.
0: Yeah, awesome. So. for you, is there is it just BMWs or is there anything else you'd like to step into one day?
1: I mean, you'd never say no, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if I could, I mean, for me, uh, you know, GT. I love the GT cars and GT scene. Like, I, I you know, you'd never say no to something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, BMWs,
0: where the heart lies. <laughs> Yeah, it's where the whole family is. I don't, I don't think I <laughs> yeah, have. I think you're stuck there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's been uh, like? Kind of the the highlights. What What are your fa- favorite car you've driven or favorite tracks that you've been at before? Oh, geez. Well,
1: I'm, in 2015, we were lucky enough to take a trip to Europe, and I managed to get a couple of laps on, on Spa and a lap on the Nurburgring. So, I mean. They they were just incredible. Um, the the Nurburgring was hilarious because you know you get you get like halfway around and you're like, now nah, surely I'm almost there, right? And and then you see it's sort of got uh, some of the corners count the corners and and then you also get signs part, part the way around that tell you how many kilometers you've done and you're like, God, I'm only halfway. <laughs> yeah, my God. Um, but that was really cool. But I think definitely Spa because it's such a fast track and you see it you see it on. Um, you see it on TV and then you go there and then it it just all starts to make sense. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's really, really cool track.
0: Mm -hmm. So for you as well, who's probably been your biggest inspiration over the years?
1: Um, I mean, it's probably unsurprising if I, if I said my family, um, because we do it all together, you know, being able to do it with my family is the best part about what we do. So. watching them the way that they have driven and being able to learn from them like yeah it's cool
0: yeah yeah and so what would your advice be for aspiring race car drivers um I think it's just get out there and have a go like
1: the the most important thing is taking that step whether it be jumping in a go-kart or Having a go at a come and try day, lots of clubs run come and try days, or even take trying your hand at a sprint sprint day. Um, there are so many track days and things that you can do in your in your own car. So you don't need a race car to get on track. And if you're curious about it, there are so many ways that you can just have a go. And it's not it's not just about. You might not necessarily want to go racing. You might want to learn the limits of your own car. And what, what better way to do that on a racetrack in a controlled, safer environment than maybe
0: doing it on the street where it's a little bit more dangerous? <laughs> great. Well, Jess, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a great chat. It's really cool to see how involved you are with uh, BMW. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how you go. I'm looking forward to seeing the new car and and seeing you out there so yeah best of luck with everything and and same with uh your law stuff as well so yeah all the best and thank you for joining me thank you so much thanks for having me you've just listened to another network Heart production